Boker Tov, we are on chapter 6, verse 13. That's what we're up to. And we were describing the structure of the Beit HaMikdash that Shalomo is building. And then we got to the final, and then basically the way the, the, the Psukim are laid out in the construction of the Beit HaMikdash is that he, it first describes the building of the structure, then there is like an interjection of a pasuk in which God tells Shilomo, by the way, if you want this house to last, then you're going to have to follow the chukim and the mishpatim and so on. Okay, so that was pasuk 12. And then we're on Masha on pasuk 14. And then if you keep the, mitzv- the mitzvot that I, commanded, that I commanded you and that you go in the way of your father, then I'll keep the promise that I made to your father. And I will dwell amongst Bnei Israel. Israel. I will never... And I will not leave my nation Israel. And that's the same language I used for the Mishkan. So obviously we see the parallel, the obvious parallel between the Beit HaMikdash and the Mishkan in this Pasuk. Okay. Pasuk Yud Dalid. Ready? Uh, there is going to be a lot of construction. So I'm not going to know how to translate half of it. So we're just going to rely on the translation. And I don't necessarily want to go and become an architect overnight. So we won't um, dwell so much. But even Shlomo Tabayt Vaychaleu. Shalomo built the outer structure of the house, and I, and I added that element, that, that outer structure part, uh, and he finished it, okay? Uh, now how? But even, now he built the outer structure. It's going to go into some detail on the inside. So he built the inside of the house with, um, with uh, cedar wood and on the floor until the walls of, I don't know what Sipun is, he made, yeah? Ceiling. ceiling. Until the ceiling, uh, he made, he overlaid it with wood, um, whether it was Biroshim wood or it was cedar wood. What's Biroshim? The last word of the... It just says wood on the inside. It just says... The... Okay. It doesn't have a... floor to the ceiling beams, he overlaid it with wood on the inside. Okay. So he puts a lot of wood. Now, why is he putting wood? Because he's going to want to overlay the wood with gold. He also overlaid the temple floor with cypress boards. He built an overlay for the 20 cubits at the rear of the temple of Caesar. He put boards. cypress boards and then do that, do that second half again, um, sir? Uh, he built an overlay for the 20 cubits at the rear of the temple of cedar boards from the floor to the beams. And he prepared this oh. area inside the partition to be the Holy of Holies. Oh, the 20 amot from the back. He put cedar beams. Yeah, I wish I had pictures describing where all of this was, but okay. Um, so, before, but... Yeah, it, didn't, it gets harder and harder, honestly. And then there was, it was 40 amot, was the house. Yep. What does it say? The temple was 40 cubits long. Uh, that is the sanctuary at the front. It was 40 cubits long, the sanctuary at the front. There was a picture. Let's make sure we have at least the basic understanding. Uh, oh, I was. I wonder I'm having such a difficulty. Okay. You want to get? You want to get one more of these? Yeah. It's gonna help us.
Okay, so going back on Pasuk, he built an overlay of 20 cubits at the rear of the temple of cedar boards from the door to the beams, and he prepared this area inside the partition to be the Holy of Holies. The temple was 40 cubits long, that is the sanctuary at the front. Okay, so he prepared the area to be the Holy of Holies, and then the sanctuary in front of that was 40 amot long. The cedar upon the temple on the inside was decorated with a network of knobs and blossoming flowers. That's that's mikla'at pikaim uftureitzitzim, those fancy ornaments. Okay. Everything was covered with cedar wood. Stone was not visible, and that's I think the the main purpose here. En even nira. And then he prepared an inner sanctum in the temple toward the inside there to place the Ark of the Covenant of Hashem. Uh, so now he's preparing the inside of the Kodesh HaKodashim. Uh, very interestingly, you're going to notice that the nuances in the Kodesh HaKodashim and the Beit HaMikdash actually do differ slightly from what we know from the Mishkan. There's a, a few extra items in there. Actually, a couple of extra items in there. Okay? Pasuk. Kaf. And then behind the partition, uh, there was an area of 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in width. That's double the size of what we know from the actual other Aaron, uh, from the actual Kodesh uh, Kodashim, the other Kodesh Kodashim in the Mishkan. So there's an area of 20 amot, 20 amot long, 20 amot wide, 20 amot. and 20 amot in height. Seems like most of the things are double in size. Okay? He overlaid the partition with gold. He also overlaid an altar with cedar wood. I guess that's the Kodesh. I think that's the Mizbah Hazahav or something like that. Okay, Pasuk Kaf Aleph. Yeah, that has to be the Mizbah Hazahav because that was what was overlaid with gold. Okay? Pasuk Kaf Aleph 21. Solomon then overlaid the inner section of the temple with gold, and he drew golden chains in front of the partition, and he overlaid it with gold. So basically all that wood that we spoke about earlier, he's overlaying it with gold. And he overlaid the whole temple with gold. The entire temple was completely overlaid with gold. The altar, which we know to be the golden altar, that he had now, up until now, only covered with wood, he covered that with gold. Next. Then in the inner sanctum, he made two keruvim out of olive wood. Now what is this referring to? This is strange. Don't we know that the keruvim were made on top of the aron? On, out of the gold that was in the kaporet, that was solid gold of the kaporet of the aron? So that's what we know from Pasha Truma. But in the Beit HaMikdash, there were actually additional keruvim. There were the two on top of the aron, and then there were two wooden ones that were overlaid with gold that were actually on the corners of the Beit HaMikdash uh, uh, corners of the room of the Kodesh Kodashim, hanging over the Aron which is an interesting nuance that most people don't know about okay um, he made these two Kiruvim out of Alawar each one it's height 10 cubits the five cubits, the one wing of the Kiruv, each, each wing was five cubits. The five cubits, the second wing of the Kiruv, ten cubits from the edge of its one wing to the edge of the other wing. Because it would spread out like this, apparently. So it was five cubits So it was a very, very big item. Okay, ten cubits from the edge of one wing to the edge of, I'm assuming it's the wingspan it's referring to. Okay. 
And then, and then the same size was the other keruvim. Ten amot midahat. They were of one size. And they had one form for both of the keruvim. The height of the one keruv was ten cubits, and the second one was also ten cubits. And then he put these keruvim, these very, very large keruvim out of wingspans of 10 amot. He put them in a room that is 20 amot wide, because we know that the size of the room is 20 amot wide. So then when he, when he positioned them, he positioned them that their, their wingspans and their height of the wings covered the entire room. They would cover one wall, they would hit one wall, and then they would hit the other Kiruv's wing, and then the other Kiruv would go up, up, up until the next wall. So they're essentially overlaying the entire, not overlaying, they're covering with their wings the entire Kodesh HaKodashim. And then... It's a difficult pasuk. He overlaid the kerubim with gold. That why I missed that pasuk. He, he, overlaid, the he overlaid the kerubim with gold. All the walls of the temple were surrounded by designs and engraved a network of figures of kerubim and palms and blossoming flowers in the inside chamber and the outside chamber. This is another thing that they would they um, made designs on the wall of the Mikdash. They drew designs. It's a it's a big like philosophical thing. How did they? Um, why did they make symbols on the walls of the Beit Mikdash? There's a lot of symbols in the Beit HaMikdash, which is like, it's a, it seems like a fine line. It's an interesting discussion I've heard before. What, what, and the answer they typically give is when you do things in the service of Hashem, it's not, it's not the symbol which could potentially be Abu Dazara, it's how the symbol is used. If it's used in the service of God, then it's like, okay. Pasuk 30, Karka habayt And then he overlaid the floor of the temple with gold also. In the inner and in the outer cha- chamber, he overlaid it with uh, gold. That's crazy. That's a lot of gold. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of gold, but but the floor of the temple was also overlaid with gold. That's what Hashem required. Everything they was doing. No. I don't know if the in the Beit Hamikdash, to what extent was it like a mandate direct, directly, piece by piece, like the same way it says by the Mishkan that I. Do these things, kasher horeeta bahar, like you were shown on the mountain how to do them. It's like the Mishkan seems to have been exact. I don't know how much this is exact. Like Baruch HaKodesh maybe, but step by step exactly according to some nivuah, I doubt it. I, I don't, there's no evidence of such a thing. Okay. Uh, let's just keep plumbing through these. Um... So the floor, floor overlaid with gold. Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Et petah hadavir asad al totat seshamen ha'ayil mezuzot hamishit. Let's see what this pasuk means. For the entrance of the inner sanctum, he made doors of olive wood. The door frame was five-sided. I don't even know what that means. What is a five-sided door frame? The door frame was five-sided. Instead of being rectangular like most door frames, the lintels of these doorways had a pointed arch. Giving the frame a pentagonal shape. Ah, yeah, we're, we're there. Although the door frame was rectangular, but each of the sides was made of five pieces of wood. Okay, whatever. So, so the door entering the Kodesh Kodashim was made out of olive wood again. But there was a unique shape to the door, in which is called by the Tanakh five-sided. And that we will uh, pause there. And we'll continue with Hashem on Monday. Baruch Adonai Ram. Amen. Amen.